Uh, welcome back to another episode of Drinks at Dana's. We will be discussing episode four, Lake House. And this is Jess from the L Word Online. And I am here with Chris and Ash Silver. Hello. I'm Chris. Hello. <laughs> it is 12.15 a.m. here in the Midwest. I'm coming to you from Kansas City. Woohoo, Kansas City. Family <laughs> uh, land. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm in Sydney where we're still in lockdown and we've had the highest number of COVID cases so far. Yay. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Way to bring it down. And I'm in the UK on the Isle of Man and it is just after 6 a.m. So it is rainy and horrible here today, even though it is summertime. Isn't that every day there? <laughs> we got two weeks. We got like, two weeks oh, look, in like July. Again. <laughs> this one's directed by Sarah Pia Anderson. And she directs the next one too. So oh, four and five. There you go. Maybe that's why. That's why it felt like a two-parter. They, felt like maybe. they go together. Yeah, yeah. so Marja mm-hmm. did one, two, three. Sarah um, is done four and five. And then... Katrina Kindred uh, is episode yeah. six. I remember that. Oh, yeah. And guess what, Jess? What? Guess who directed episode seven? <gasps> is it Angela Robinson? It's Rose Trochet. Yeah, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, isn't that? I was very surprised to see her back. And then Marge, I think Marge is doing the season for nine. I don't have, I don't, yeah, I don't have nine and ten. They haven't updated eight, uh, nine and ten for some reason yeah, yet no, on IMDb. <clears throat> but I think I remember Marge definitely right maybe she doesn't direct it but she's definitely one of them because i m- remember we saw the script page the final oh, script page um, let's see if i've got that no question mark question mark <laughs> this episode felt much more balanced to me in terms of like mm-hmm. um screen time and storylines like yeah i agree everyone everyone got their part because I, I, I feel like every other episode i feel like Oh, someone we didn't really see very much of, you know. Yeah, yeah. usually it's person, Michael. So. I, or yeah. Finley. Yeah, yeah, or Finley. Okay. <laughs> so this episode proudly brought to you by Closure. <laughs> Closure. <laughs> well, we finally got some. Thanks, Marja. <laughs> yeah, I. this is why I, oh, been, yeah. I watched this episode ages ago, and I I think that it's, it's one of my favorites because it was – so many OG like mm. references and callbacks. Yeah. And last season, episode four, was when they had Dana's, like Shane revealed Dana's. They had Shane's birthday and they had all the pictures. And I I don't understand after seeing these two episodes how anyone can say they are not respecting the old show because mm. like this is and the backstories and things we're getting throughout, like Gigi has mm-hmm. a backstory. That's that's more than certain characters. I don't know than Tina ever had in the original show. <laughs> so that that was one of my complaints about the original show that we didn't get enough backstory and just like information about them outside of like who they're sleeping with. And here we are. So I I really liked all the all the callbacks. Yeah, well, I mean, it helps you care more about the character when you know more about their story. Mm. And it's it's not done so heavily that if you only watch Gen Q, you'd be really confused. So I think that it like lets us OG fans like be seen, but then it's not 
completely sidetracking the episode where the person's going to be like, okay, who's Carmen? Who's this person? Like, it's not mm-hmm. like a pivotal, you know? Yes. There were a lot of feelings in this episode. Everyone oh, had feelings. Well, yeah. Picking up and from I... the end of the last episode, there was the flashing police lights, which we now found out what they were. Mm-hmm. FBI and was it FBI? FBI and just regular Still police not... swarming. Yeah, great, yeah, great. Oh, I did see CSI was on scene, which is weird. Oh, what? Uh, that's like very standard like had... uh, in a big case like that. That'd be yeah, pretty standard. Maybe they're just gathering evidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But now we know why all those when we saw the behind the scenes pictures of all the badges and stuff, mm-hmm. guns. That's what that yeah. was for. Yeah. So Danny and with Gigi following her go running across the lawn up to the house to to her dad to try to figure out what's happening. So yes, yeah, so Danny's very rest- distraught. I thought it was interesting that Gigi follows her and is Oh yeah, but I mean she Yeah, yeah. If you're with your friend and you arrive at their house and Yeah, but I mean they barely really know each other. other. Yeah. Well, they've had a date, non-date. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've spent like, yeah, one night together, like a few hours together. You know. Yeah, but it's not like she's gonna be day. like, "Oh, I see police at your house. Okay, bye." Yeah, but it <laughs> felt like off. a very supportive, like, "Oh, I'm here for you." And the thing that popped into my head was um, that line from Speed, where Sandra Bullock says, "Relationships that start under extreme." circumstances never work out because at first i was thinking because <laughs> i was thinking at first the opposite like oh she's here for her like during this really tough time so oh, i know me too that'll, like build the relationship and i'm like oh no wait that line was like the opposite oh, no sandra bullock said differently right exactly <laughs> did not work for San- sandra and keanu he was not in the second movie <laughs> but yeah so he's being arrested for criminal conspiracy and fraud what do you think yeah i'm I mean, like this last week when, or when I watched the episode three a while ago, I, I immediately we knew this was coming. We even saw pictures of Sepida and Ari, and I think they were just playing around in the back of the cop car. And I mean, a, a guy like this, he's clearly got a lot of money, a big company. The opioid thing is like on the fringe anyway. Like some people think they're they're based on those Sackler family who mm-hmm. kind of like are criminals, but without the actual criminal part. And I just thought it would be money laundering, fraud, something like that, because it's not gonna be some little minuscule thing like if they've gone after him they've built like a really solid case because there's no way they would allow like any little thing to to just bring the whole thing down like they don't go and arrest people of that profile without really really solid evidence and I'm sure they're holding him because he's a huge huge flight risk like I think Danny's a first generation American so he definitely has a passport somewhere else and then he has a ton of money so all he has to do is get a private jet they if they seize his american passport so what bye yeah yeah i just i was so confused when micah received the call from him and i was like why is he calling yeah, me micah? too i actually i know i wrote down i'm like why is danny's father calling micah i know and then person? i crossed it out later when i was, I was like, like oh it's because he couldn't get a hold of danny so he called the best friend that was my thought but i still thought yeah. it was weird like yeah, yeah. i, I mean weird, my parents don't have my friend's phone numbers 
I mean, well, they have yours, Chris, I guess, but it <laughs> just goes to show you I'm... that Danny literally has no other family because, yeah, you know, if it was my own family, it'd be like, oh, I'd be calling all the other family members. I wouldn't even know like, how to call literally. my own number. <laughs> What's my number? I'm surprised they don't have, she doesn't have like a ton of cousins or something. Because like, if, her, if her dad's business is in where they are, like in, I will say it's in LA, you would think that they'd all be around each other. Unless they all live in like working in a, Yeah, but a big business like that, like, I don't know. I, it's just the... Yeah, you would have sponsored your entire family. family from yeah, and ev- everybody works works in them. Like, I, I work in my family business and everybody, we all live around each other. My, yeah, seriously, my dad would be, like, calling his lawyer or something to find me or, like, someone, someone else in the company, you know? Not, like... Yeah. Oh, a friend. I don't know. Speaking of Danny, we see her through the rest of the episode at the aforementioned lake house, as in the title. Yeah, I was like, is that? I, I didn't see a lake. I thought that was more of like a mountain chalet or something. I had to explain to Chris it was the lake house. She was like, I didn't see any lake house. In I was this like, episode. I don't know why this episode is called Lake House. And she's like, Danny's at the lake house. And I'm like, is she? Because <laughs> we find out that she's in Ojai. I thought she said yeah, Ohio, which I thought was weird. Why would you go to Ohio? No, Ohio <laughs> is like in California. I, have, I mean, I think of like fruit and stuff when I think of Ohio. It's not, definitely not a lake. Oh, we, we saw from behind the scenes that they film later in orchards and stuff, don't they? If that's all in fruit country. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sh- it was like that. Remember when they, this is why like I thought Danny's dad was in trouble because remember they filmed in that like courtroom yeah. that day and, and, uh, Carlos Leal was there and, and stuff but then there's other parts of that studio that there's like a murder chamber oh yeah the dungeons and yeah so I'm not sure whether the orchard well, is, I mean, orchid is like that or yeah the, the orchard looked like it was all done up pretty with lights and stuff so mm. I don't know if they, maybe they just got a deal on the property <laughs> see I'm actually like looking it. at a map of California right now there's a lake like three towns away there's no lake house there's no <laughs> lake in Ohio sorry there's- there we go See, we're proven it's right. Only, there is no like it's it's not even a hundred miles away from where they are. Like it's pretty pretty close. So, so yeah. she said she drove seventy miles. What is that for? Like us non mile folk, is that like what an hour in the car? Oh, I deal in miles. <laughs> um, <laughs> kilometers. For those of us uh, dealing kilometers, miles is like a uh, hundred and twelve point six km because one point six oh nine is a km. So 70 miles, yeah, is like 112.6 Yes, yes. So yes, about an hour. Drive. If you ride like all like, oh, oh, I'm parched, I've driven in it forever and I need to pee. <laughs> like, like, well, but yeah, I don't know what kind of road you take to get to Ojai, so it might be like it would have been longer f- than that. Like the roads that Bet was driving on later? Right, exactly. <laughs> My brain told me that was 70 miles, and so I was really confused by her going home. Anyway, we can talk about that later. Okay, now we're done being petty and picking it apart. <laughs> but it was, it was weird that, like, Gigi was all like, oh, I'm here for you, and then all of a sudden she disappeared for the rest of the episode. Right. I, was like, I was like, oh, man, I thought she'd be, like, shacked up with Danny in the weird lake house. <laughs> right. So Danny disappears, and everyone's looking for her. And Micah kind of confronts Sophie, telling her that 
she needs to go find Danny. And Sophie kind of seems like she doesn't want to get involved. Yeah, I would have <laughs> like felt really powerless. Like, I don't want to see much. my ex that I just broke her heart at the altar, but now my now Mike is pushing you to like find her. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah she didn't feel concerned. Like again, no. I go back to what I was talking about last week, where it's like they don't seem that broken up about being oh, broken yeah. up. You know? Yeah. Um. It's, it's so I'm like, okay, it's obvious they're over each other with the way that she was practically like rolling her eyes like Ugh, Danny doesn't want to be found whatever no big deal but yeah, she does probably, end up going after her she's like she's probably in one of the millions of mansions they have across the country <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking is like yeah okay that's probably well they probably have stuff in LA too but that's the closest one but she definitely could have gotten away further if she wanted to like I'm sure they have a condo in, in Miami and somewhere in New York <laughs> and all that stuff. So it's like she ran away, but close enough to be found. And then we learn of the, the kitchen cat, which I would have loved to have seen the kitchen cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking, oh, I love businesses that have like cats in them. And I'm like, but maybe not in a kitchen. <laughs> maybe not eating Thai my pets in you. Restaurant, right? <laughs> My island even has a special kind of cat for the island. Manx cats. No Jesse tails. Just visiting once COVID is done. Yes. Put it on the, the list. Special. Any place that has mm-hmm. cats, especially an island. What makes what makes an Isle of Man cat special? It has no tail and it's got like bigger back legs. It's like a, a one of those jokes. It's a rabbit, a rabbit cat. Miss G is a is a Manx cat, but she has a tail, but her sister doesn't have a tail. The like fairy tail is uh, that whenever Noah was closing the door to the ark, he dropped the cat's tail in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we also have a wild pack of wallabies because... Randomly someone had two and they escaped? Well, we have a wildlife park, but the Isle of Man, like, doesn't really care for rules and things like that. So it's a wildlife park, but the animals just stay there because there's food. There's, like, no fences or anything like I was nearly in with a with a thing of otters the other day and so one day these wallabies are so coming. you can go in with lemurs everything and we need to bring wallabies left in the 1970s and they were like they'll come back and then they never did so now <laughs> they were like escape yeah and then they did they, yeah and now every single so back to Australia you're like, you're driving on the me. mountain and there's like a wallaby in the road and you're like, get out of the way. <laughs> They're like, it is way too cold here. Where's yeah. my home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a tax haven. So we're just going to move there. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 9% income tax. Jeez. So, Danny's uh, father probably has a house there. Yeah, Danny's definitely, definitely has a house here. Probably residency. Yeah. So Danny gets the visitor, not not her dad traveling to the old man, but it, Sophie comes. And what do we think about the situation they find themselves in? Well, I literally screamed a lot at the screen. Mostly, no, no, what are you doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> That was my reaction. I was like, no, no, and no, and no. Jess? I, I, I mean, I didn't expect it for them because of the aforementioned, like, 
oh, they don't seem to really care that mm-hmm. much, you know? But, well, but, it makes, but it makes sense. I mean, for any relationship, there's usually that, mm-hmm. but, you know, After. it. there's an end before there's really an end, you know? So well, there's terms some of sort closure, of coming back together. I feel like it was what? good. In terms of closure, I feel like, like after the yeah. event, I was like, I guess it was the the final nail in the coffin kind of yeah. closure. So the worst thing for me was when Sophie calls Finley to break their quasi date oh. and lies to her. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh. I mean, very early on in the episode, I actually wrote down... When when Finley is first kind of proposing the day, or when they're f- talking in the kitchen, and Sophie asks Finley to go to dinner with her, I wrote down, oh, Finley is going to get so hurt. And we kind of yeah. see that play out throughout the episode. And so when Sophie yep. lies to Finley on the, on the phone about where she is or, or what she's doing and doesn't tell her that she's with Danny... I I actually I feel like the dishonesty we saw how like cheating was a deal breaker for Danny. I feel mm. like maybe dishonesty is like a deal breaker for Finley because she's so honest. Oh yeah. And so that I thought, oh man, people are not going to like Sophie. I mean, people already don't like Sophie, oh, I, but I like, like people her. are really not going like, to like Sophie after this. Not a nice woman. <laughs> I was but, like, no. But she also, when Danny's initiating sex with her, Sophie kind of pulls away. I mean, she kind of tries to stop it. You know, she, there's a point where she yeah, does kind of. <laughs> like she's into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if she was thinking about Finley in that moment or if she's she was, just. But I, like, yeah, I think so. But I feel like it wasn't strong enough to, to like stop her, stop her. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Finley and Sophie. I like I want Finley to find someone else who's equally as energetic and puppy like as her. Oh no, that too much. You can't have that much energy. <laughs> too much puppy. No. <laughs> okay, someone who and then they're both like un- uh, yeah, unconfident, and then it's like yeah, no, there needs to be one puppy, but, but not Sophie. I don't think Sophie's a good match for her at all. Yeah, I I have trouble ke- like connecting with with Sophie's like as a character and like her choices and things too whereas even characters that I don't to don't relate to as heavily as like say Bat or someone that I can at least understand oh this is why they're doing this this is why they're doing that but like Sophie's decision sometimes I'm like what are you doing like this, she could have exactly. said, like, I'm, I'm, my Denny, you know, needs me right now. I'm at Denny's. Right. I can't quite figure yeah. out her motivation. It would have, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, there was something really cowardly about her not just telling Finley the truth. Because she didn't, it didn't have to be like, oh, we're getting back together or anything. No, yeah. Exactly. But I mean, something major has just happened to Danny and no yeah. one could find her. So, I mean, that's enough of an explanation to say yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, Micah was worried about her and asked me to go track her down. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there was no reason to lie about that. And especially they've been broken up for just a few weeks, you know, a short time. So you can't expect someone who was planning on getting married 
to just never have contact with that person again. I mean, it wouldn't be, it's not. Out well, of... Danny did say she never wants to see her ever again. Well, right. <laughs> but it's, it's, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise. Yeah. To Finley yeah. that they would have some sort of interaction. Finley finds out like from Micah later on. I think it's not the, that she was with Danny, but the fact that she lied to her about it. That well, and she was moment. crushed because she was really preparing for a date. I mean, Micah told her not to, that she was going too she was, overboard. She was fine, but she, they said they would reschedule it. Like, she was just like, yeah, we'll reschedule it. What are you doing? Man, buying some flowers. She asked for time, Finn. She asked for sushi. She asked for time. I think, yeah, it must have been the first episode. Sophie and Danny, when, like, the very first time we see them, when when Danny's, you know, what everyone does famously two days before their wedding, does the seating plan two days before their wedding, and she's, like, <laughs> moving the little cards around, that Sophie says to her, oh, this will be over soon, and we can go to your family's house in Ojai. So I don't know whether Finley would think, like, that's like the honey like would have been the honeymoon place and she's like associating it with that or whether it's just like the the danny i think it's more likely that one she that like i think the lie is the big thing Mm -hmm. but danny still because finley you know is so unsure of of sophie's feelings it seems like when we did get a tiny bit of clarification that she did say like, Oh, you did save me, but she was denying that for ages. So. Yeah. I'm sure it feels to Finley. Like Sophie is choosing Danny over her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that moment. It's so sad that Finley runs right away to the liquor store. Oh, I know. I hate that bit. (laughs) And she's riding around that damn bird scooter, which makes me think she's going to get hit by a car or something. I don't know what was up like with that. Don't she was like storming off, and then it was scooter. a bit comical seeing her on the scooter go across the screen. I was like, "What?" Well, <laughs> well, she gave the bike back to the yeah. Still don't know what happened to her car. I guess that the woman must have like pawned she it or sold it. it or <laughs> oh man, that is such a shame thing to have happen. I, I mean, I do see those comparisons with Shane when stuff like that happens to Finley. Oh, so speaking of Shane, uh, I <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. Well, there were two times in this episode I cried. That was the first one. <laughs> yeah, when she was talking it, to Andy, it was such yeah, a weird. Like Carmen moment. and Shane stands. <laughs> you oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, but it was such a weird. Like I, I was like the whole scene with when she's t- talking to Angie, I was like. It's such a weird, awkward place for her to suddenly be, like, talking about herself, her background. I just thought it was strange that she just was suddenly like, oh, yeah, so about my dad, blah, 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 blah. Like, I love that she opens up to Angie, though, when, like, she would not she, utter that sentence know, to anyone else. Not saying, even that like, or you know, Alice. She, yeah. But she started off by saying, you know the story, right? And then Angie was like, yeah. So then she continues telling the story. So this is after Angie. we see Angie and Kayla getting to know each other better. And Kayla sort of confesses to her that her father, Angie's donor, is dying. Oh, yeah. Who's, who didn't Presumably. see that one coming? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, because me and you had talked about that. Like, 
all the yeah. pictures. I think we got the organ right. I, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we joked saying, I bet she's going to have to be a donor of some sort. I don't look at any spoiler pictures, mm. so I know nothing. <laughs> no, so. no, just doesn't even. Well. Everything's no. a surprise for me. I just, it's just me watching the episode gasping in shock at things that happen. Um, <laughs> So, but I love that Angie goes to Uncle Shane for, you know, yes, advice, yeah. like a heart to heart. I love that. I love their relationship. It's so great. And we see Shane be vulnerable and cry, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, Angie and Shane are both crying in that scene. They're both tearing yeah. up, which is not something we do not see tears from Shane often because at all. She's crying over the love of her life, Carmen, who she left at the altar. <sighs> I've just been in touch with Shane McCutcheon. She said that she doesn't expect you to forgive her. She, um, she's not proud of this. It's just who she is. She wanted me to extend her deepest apologies to all of her friends. She loves and cherishes you more than you could possibly know. She apologizes to the Morales family and hopes that you might forgive her someday and maybe even understand I'm okay And then yeah. us making all of us cry I like that was a major gasp moment for me I could not believe that she mentioned that story and mentioned Carmen's name it's like <gasps> Finally, like you said, they're not just finally. I was like, "Thank you, Marja, for like at least putting a semi closure onto that," because I don't think we ever really fully got a like a proper reaction from Shane. But no, they acted like Carmen had never existed. Yeah, Yeah. fourth season of after the fourth season premiered, and Shane went and the cousins beat her up. That was the end. Yeah, apart from the end video in the bloody six. I'm so glad that we got that closure yeah and then they talk about shane and kiara as if that's like her only real relationship and so finally finally acknowledge i was like i was like please please let this be a segue that sarah shahi is actually coming back as a surprise oh my gosh uh, i don't remember the actual words did she say that she left the love of her life at the altar or no yeah no she so oh i I thought it was like someone someone very um she left someone she loves very much at the altar okay yeah, and then she I said she did wrote- that because of her dad. All these things, I'm like, wait, did we know that at the time? I'm trying to like think back to what was happening then. I'm also like, did we know Shane was in foster care? I feel like yeah. I'm like, did I not? <laughs> what I do like I not you, remember you that? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Care. she had a bad upbringing. Yeah, she lived on the streets a lot and was homeless as well. Gosh, I don't remember that. I, I think, think she, lived, I- she lived out of a car for a while at some point. Well, I yeah, but oh, she was all like, those girls when the show started. started. Yeah. Yeah, she lived in her truck when the show was starting, I thought, but yeah. But I'm surprised they didn't mention Shay. Me too. I was waiting for Mm -hmm. that. When well, at first I thought when she got all choked up and was talking about how, you know, she decided that her dad wasn't a good person, she didn't want to be around him. I thought she was getting choked up because she was gonna mention her little brother. And so then when she name dropped Carmen, I was like, oh man, I was not prepared for that. But still no mention of the brother, which would be an opportune time to bring it up since Angie just Mm -hmm. met a sister she didn't know she had. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought was gonna happen when she started talking about the dad. I thought she was gonna mention Jay. But I'm happy that Carmen got her 
She got her closure. <laughs> oh, and that yeah. Shane asked where Jordy is because I'm like, girl, I've been thinking the same thing. Where <laughs> is Jordy? I'm like, aren't they supposed to be in a relationship? Yeah, with Jordy, I thought that they were gonna do do more. I mean, maybe there is more, and you know, we do know of some scenes that have been cut, like time wise, because these episodes are long. Like they are a few seconds away from being full sixty minutes. And we were talking last time about the scene in episode two that like the trio scene, which I hate that they're cutting trio scenes, mm-hmm. but there there must be some other Jordy and Angie scenes that they've just snipped for time because the actress who plays Jordy, she had talked on, I think it was her Instagram stories about how they had like quite a big storyline this season and, and they were really excited about it. So I, you know, I know we've got six episodes left, but there hasn't been too, too much of them. Just this thread with the Marcus Allenwood thing. Yeah. Speaking of cutting things for time, I spoke with a friend tonight who asked me about the wedding scene episode and if about the string quartet and if they, if there were going to be more scenes because like she knew someone who's in the string quartet and they flew them from like the East Coast, from like Pittsburgh yeah. or Philadelphia, I don't know, somewhere, flew them to California and filmed for 17 hours. And I'm like, oh uh, no, they were like barely in the episode. I didn't even notice that they, I assumed that they just played the soundtrack over the top of them. I didn't yeah. know they were there playing live. Or Ari Mandy, somebody did an interview and they said, they were talking about the, the wedding scene and the premiere. And they said, oh, yeah, like we really had to, it was Ari Mandy. We really had to strip that back because originally when they, you know, they wrote it March 2020, I think, before the pandemic, the premiere. And they had it as this like, you know, Danny's loaded. So it's going to be like a rich person wedding. It's going to be huge. And because of like COVID and everything, they scaled it way back because we saw those pictures that they were there for and that video where they were they had mm-hmm. the bad Wi-Fi and we saw like that's when we guessed it was a wedding and we knew Micah was in it, so we thought it was Danny's. And they they were there a week, for, over a week, I think. Yeah, they were there for ages. Yeah. I thought that was bananas. But that's like anything that you film like back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, but now I now I want to look up the string quartet because I'm like, why, oh, yeah, why are they, they so elegant, special that they elegant, flew them across the country? I'm yeah. like just like surely there's quartets in LA. Yes, they're called ele- elegance string quartet. All right, uh, look them up. Oh, just side note, back to Finley for a second. Did we did uh, like did we have any inkling that her career ambition was to coach kids sports? <laughs> no, but no. Was last season she was an Olympic <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> and like getting a job as a ref for like soccer, soccer play like. Riffing soccer for Nat's kids, which I'm like, well, oh, that's gonna be awkward now that Alice and Nat have broke up. Yeah, I wrote down "aww" with like 14 W's after it about Finley's <laughs> so adorable that her, her career ambition is coaching kids sports. I'm like, what? That's what I wrote. I'm like, what? <laughs> but then she takes a volunteer. It's not even a job. Yeah, yeah. They play pay her with juice boxes or whatever. Which- yeah, so I'm like, how rude. Finley still doesn't have a job. Like, like she what is she Sophie? living on? How is she paying for anything? <laughs> well, it seems like she and Sophie have made up, but they're living in the 
same house apparently, but but she still can't get her job back from Alice. Oh yeah. I know. Like the I whole reason was because Sophie didn't want her around, but that obviously is not the case anymore. Yeah, she should so she get her job back with Alice. Yeah. Like who's making Alice's coffee now? <laughs> she taught <laughs> what's his face to make her coffee. Oh yeah. yeah. The guy. Supposedly. Andrew. Andrew. Is that the same? Speaking of Alice, we also get another big OG name drop with Alice and Tom and Dana. And Alice talks about, she has a chapter in her book about Dana and they, they talk about, Alice talks about how much she misses her, basically. Uh, <laughs> second time in the episode that I cried. Yes, that's It was a great scene. All the feels, it really was. I wrote down in my book, Dana! <laughs> With a lot of A's. <laughs> you guys have fun writing your notes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Leisha Haley was great in this scene. Oh. I thought uh, Donald Faison was really good too, but Leisha <laughs> Haley like absolutely killed it. Oh, they were both really good. I love so... Uh, Alice compliments him. You have a really great memory for gossip. I'm thinking, ooh, like kinship. Like, oh yeah, the yeah. Kinship. Alice like, the very, loves it. Like, right. And then the very next sentence, he's like, "When I was in middle school, I had a thing for magic." And she's oh, like, yeah. you and I would not have been friends." <laughs> that was the one time I laughed out loud in the episode. I was like, "That's the best line ever." I could see that being uh, on a t-shirt. <laughs> Tom asks if Dana's up in heaven, like rooting for her, rooting for Alice to have a good life for good things to happen to her and she's just like no she's too busy playing tennis and i'm like oh sad Aww. probably kind of true but oh <laughs> yeah. i was like oh but no no that's all that's like that'd be like season one dana season three dana would totally be all about alice but that's like full on that you know she's been dead for like what over 10 years now yeah. And the fact that Alice still sees her when she closes her eyes and when she's had her eyes open, like, I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> That's a bit heartbreaking. At least there's a little bit of levity at the end. When Tom asks her to repeat the heartbreaking story just oh, yeah. a little bit lower <laughs> so he can it get it all down. <laughs> she's like, you're the worst. <laughs> well, he made it sound at the beginning that that section of the book was like the lightest, the thinnest section. Uh, so maybe it was well, like yeah. Alice was like, I dated Dana. She was my girlfriend. And then we broke up and then she died. The end. <laughs> well, yeah, she obviously doesn't want to dig up all those emotions. And Alice is so light. Like everything, even the serious stuff, like, you know, the stuff with her mom, she tries to kind of make into a joke. But I, there's nothing with Dana that she can joke about. Speaking of her mom. Yeah. back Playing Lenore. Uh, I was like, Lenore! And then I was like, where's Shane? <laughs> yeah, Shane volunteers to talk to Lenore. I know, I know, I like Shane that. Shane volunteers as tribute. When they got to Alice's house and she stepped on the Halloween mat, I was like, oh my god, are we getting an event in the L word that's gonna, like, put us exactly so we know where we are in time? And then oh. they were like, no. <laughs> we actually did. We got a stamp of time. I don't know if you guys missed it. Exactly. Both when Shane receives a text and when Michael receives a text, they swipe on their phone. It says April 17. Whoa! Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Oh my God, and it was a Saturday. Saturday. That's probably Saturday. a mistake. That's like the actual April day they 17. filmed. <laughs> Only a few days after my birthday. Yeah, it's probably the day That's they filmed. That's my sister's birthday. <laughs> April 17th. So I'll remember. But okay, like, so we have our time. That puts us in time. 
Mm. Doesn't really help us, but <laughs> oh, it helps. Now I can. <laughs> now you're oh, you're gonna you're gonna have a whole L, like Alice chart on a big whiteboard. <laughs> working yeah, out. I'm gonna be that that meme with that guy with. Well, I already am that guy with like all the like, spider webbing. <laughs> You're going to have all the red strings going across the board. Yeah. Tying events together. Matt said she was dating Gigi for two weeks and then Alice and then. Wait, do we know? Hmm. Like around what time it was when they ran to the airport or when, yeah, when Sophie ran well, to the airport? The two things that like I was using as, as time anchors in the, in the first season finale was that was running for mayor, which would usually make it like around November. But then Alice's show was going on hiatus. So that seemed to indicate it was like May. But I think it's California, so it's hard to tell too. So you could have, say, Alice's show was going on like hiatus for Christmas or something. So yeah. it, it, like, yeah, it, it could be like the Ellen show. November ish. Yeah, Ellen tapes all year round and then they have like a brief holiday for Christmas and stuff. Yeah, and that that would have made sense then if if the season finale was in, I don't know, say the, the 30th of October, just make something up, and then we had that time jump because then Danny and Sophie, it'd be an early wedding, but you could say their wedding was like the first week of April and then now here we are on the 17th in episode four. Yeah. And each episode, I don't know, takes place. So, like, the first one, obviously, was over, like, a week. Yeah, like, say, like, a week or over. I, I really enjoyed having Alice's mom. Um, I, I loved that she was in, the, like, an MLM. You will be pleased to know that you are looking at Swan's Breath Cosmetics Platinum salesperson. Oh, fuck me. Now, look, it's fairly new. I've invested a lot of my own capital. I don't, this, yeah. And I I think that they were making fun of uh, Rodan and Fields. Have you heard of that one? It's it's the MLM that Britney Spears' mom is in. And they're calling it Swan's Breath. And and the women who, it's two women that, that are Dr. Rodan and Dr. Fields. And they dress up in like, it kind of like was like the dress Bet was wearing when she went to meet Pippa, like a ball gown. And then they all have that kind of a little too much filler in the face and like a little too much spray tan. And yeah, I, th- I think that's what, what they were, they were making. Cause they're like a what? cream and, and skin product. So I thought it was, it was that. Yeah, but I did think Anne Archer looked great for being yeah. Like, oh yeah, ten she years did. later. She really good. Oh my god! Wow, she hasn't <laughs> aged a day. I love seeing the characters with their parents, and yeah, oh, yeah. man, Alice and her mom have quite the relationship. You can always count on your mom to make you feel terrible, and then also comfort you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, like, judgmental, you know, at the beginning. Yeah, my mom was like that too. Like literally, if. I didn't like I've well had a small amount of makeup on rather than the normal amount what's wrong with you are you sick (laughs) and my mom also was a fan of having the Christmas tree up in March and looking at it and then telling people it was an Irish tradition to leave it up (laughs) until St. Patrick's Day that's what she used to tell people in America (laughs) 
That's the best part about being foreign in another country is you just yeah, you just oh, yeah, you do that. <laughs> I like fun Alice and funny Alice, but when she actually gets to emote, have all these deep emotions, you know, Alicia's really good at that. And oh yeah, yeah, it makes me want to hug her. Also, <laughs> yes, yeah, I think she she doesn't get enough credit sometimes because. Like you said, a lot of her scenes are like the comic relief and like funny and light, and ev- like everybody likes Alice. But like, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that they don't like Alice. And then she is so good, but just you know doesn't doesn't get the big scene sometimes. But she, yeah, she kills it when she she gets them. So it seems that our. Um suspicions are being confirmed here that Micah has a bit of a thing for Maribel. Mm. Oh yeah. And he also confirms he's not gay, which we well, or possibly. Well, possibly, yeah. Not or gay. He's sounding more like he's bisexual. Because yeah. he said he yeah. likes women as well. Yeah. Or I mean But it could not. be just he likes women, period. And or he just likes Maribel. True. True, true. Yeah, I feel like maybe she she's pick because she seems quite you know intuitive and like there's not really a lot of bullshitting with her which i like so she probably is picking up like you know because i I don't think he's being like super secretive about it (laughs) no that seems the direction they're going in anyway oh yeah plus there's like there's no you know jose seems done and dusted yeah plus there's the bit we saw in the trailer which i won't mention because jess probably hasn't seen it (laughs) (laughs) i'm the worst (laughs) <laughs> Why do you guys are the best? <laughs> You're the least spoiled out of all of us. You're absorbing it in its truest form, just as Marsha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a goldfish memory, so I can't even remember the episodes I watched like four times in the original series. I'm like, wait, what? When they tell some backstory. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> like it's brand new for me. Oh wait, test machine and test. Oh, test, test. Uh, another will they won't they potential relationship that people have seen coming. Shane and yeah, test. I don't know what what what's going on because like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, they're totally putting them together, and then sometimes I'm like, oh okay, maybe. Yeah, I still not. got the like, feeling even right up to the kiss. Like I still got the feeling from Shane that she was just like concerned and friendly with her. Yeah, just trying to be nice. But then when she went, oh, no, see, I'm getting it the other way. I, I <laughs> think that it's Shane that's interested, and Tess is like, no, no, no. You it was are, just strange that right after she kisses her, she's like, oh, I'm seeing someone. Like, did she just say she's seeing someone, or is she actually seeing someone? Because we have not seen who she's seeing. Oh, and I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, I <chose> something. <laughs> so everyone prepare yourselves for episode five. Well. <laughs> do we not have to prepare myself now too? God damn it. Yeah. Like I think Tess maybe has a little bit of feelings for Shane, but she is seeing Shane like the bigger picture and she's like, okay, I can't get involved with this messy person and i take her to one game and she causes all these problems so i think that and obviously she's her boss and all this stuff so i think that shane more likely like leads with the heart rather than the head and like tess is the opposite so that's where the issue lies i have a feeling that tess's mom was quite 
messy when Tess was growing up. And yeah, I think so too. That that's probably a big reason why she sees these like red flags with Mm -hmm. Shane. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I, again, like, it's just nice that last season we had this little Tess and Finley and Tess was like, my mom's from Vegas and she was a showgirl. And then we're getting the thread that says, oh, her mom lives in Vegas still. And it just, it makes sense. It's not like all over the show, like literally the original. (laughs) Yeah. And it could, that could also be an explanation of why Tess has so many freaking jobs. It might just not be Mm -hmm. that it's expensive to live in LA, but that, she's you know a caregiver for her mom i mean maybe she has some of the expense of the the nursing home at the facility that her mom Mm -hmm. is in yeah Um, but i mean i like tess and shane as friends and i mean maybe this is you know kind of a lesbian um you know, stumbling block, if you will, but you don't have to make out with everyone you're friends with. Like you can <laughs> like someone just as a friend. You don't have to go kissing them. So I don't know about you, Jess, but I have to make out with every lesbian I meet. Every single so, one. Of them. So watch out when we all meet in person. <laughs> you're like, excuse me while I make out with you. This is how I say hello. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's what but we do in my country. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is Shane and how she connects to people. She's very comfortable being sexual with people. You know, I think she's more yeah. comfortable with that than she is with talking and feelings. And so the second that she and Tess accidentally get their faces within six inches of each other, <laughs> she, Shane thinks it'd be a really good idea to lean in and kiss her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, she's definitely made that move before. A lot, Off camera, yeah. you know. To, <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah, I think that's how Shane just, like, deals deals with feelings. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, why talk when I mean, we can kiss about it? I guess the only person she, well, that we know of, that she hasn't really tried it with is Alison Bat. That we know of. Yeah, there could be some horrendous backstory that we... <laughs> Like the flashback and when they're doing the Les Girls one when Shane and Shane and Bat kiss in the when they're like matching them all up wrongly. Oh. So on to my loves. Bat and Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite girls. Gigi is still one of my favorites. Just not with bed anymore. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. That. That time oh. is done. <laughs> there had been one moment in the last episode. I got there no was quite the moment in this episode. Yeah, too. yeah, but yeah, I felt nothing. I, in fact, I felt angry <laughs> at Bet for yeah, the way she was used her. This was hmm. this is a, like harkening back to when Jenny got turned on by Marina and then went home and then like slept with Tim. Like, <laughs> mm. yeah, oh yes, this is like classic Bet. And- this made me think of Bet and Jody whenever Bet's been like cheating with tina and what you remember that episode where that's like really aggressive with jody and (laughs) is yeah it's just an an odd some odd choices in uh, season four Uh, but no 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 season five um bat and jody that thing that i'm talking about but yeah 
that was doing Gigi a little bit dirty in this one. Yeah, yes. like maybe if I had seen that scene out of context, <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, that's really hot. But I was just like, oh, how dare she? At first, the very first second that you see her with Gigi, I thought she was actually with Pippa. Because, like, she, uh, last, yeah. you know, she's out to dinner with Pippa and then Pippa says, oh, don't don't uh, touch me like that unless you want to come home with me. And then it's, like, cut to that scene and I'm like, oh, she's for sure with Pippa. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, no, not with Gigi. It's know, a really random booty call. And also, how long is this night? <laughs> I know. She Did went you? to the forest or wherever Pippa was, came all the way back to Angie, had like an emotional moment with Angie, then went out to dinner for what looked like hours, drinking wine and <laughs> starters and desserts and artwork food. And then went all the way to Gigi's to have sex there on the kitchen counter. Like, and nothing she, in Los Angeles is close. This is it's a no, not short trip. No, oh yeah, no. then there's LA traffic. You know, I, I can't. Yeah. Alice and that can't even get out of the carpool lane. And she'd already been like hours, hours waiting for Pippa. So she tracked her down, drives out to who knows where the woods in her in her tesla <laughs> yeah sponsored by tesla <laughs> by tesla as you can hear it zhuzhing up the road we actually and saw the- photos of that when they were filming remember yeah, that stretch of road yeah. yeah yeah she's persistent apparently <laughs> yeah she, she really wants it for hours is starving when she finally gets inside and they don't just go to dinner it's like oh wait let me go back to home first all the way back to her house like what is she doing because surely like it seemed as though pippa chose the restaurant yeah so, back where her house was yeah <laughs> and it seems really she, late because when she came in and yeah. angie was waiting for her on the couch that seemed surprised as if it was like oh really late and she should be in bed or something yeah, because yeah. it was weird that she was like, I'm just going out to dinner. I was like, what? <laughs> you just got home. And then I was thinking, Beth's not a great parent, is she? She's never there. <laughs> yeah, your child's like, what, 15 or something? Yeah. And she never seems 15? to know where she is or what she's I doing. She's, she's like, like 17. Oh, she's oh. got her driver's license. Yeah. Okay. But she never seems to know where Angie is or what she's doing. Because she's like, oh, oh, I'm surprised to see you here. I'm surprised to yeah, see you in, in your house. <laughs> she comes to the house. <laughs> she's like, oh, whoops, I forgot I don't live alone. <laughs> Angie needs to go live with Mama T and Carrie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, as a teenager, she's probably glad she's not because they would know everything. Oh, yeah. I feel like they also, every, like, every every single episode, I think, so far, I mean, obviously, Tina was in the first one. But I think they've referenced Tina like every episode. Yeah. Mm. And she's in next week's and then she's in nine and ten, I think. So, yeah, there's. Yeah. I feel like Tina and Carrie have more of a story and are in it more than like actual characters like Finley and Michael. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it's we're learning more. Yeah, we're, we're learning more about Carrie than we ever learned about like Finley. I mean, Bet was actually, I mean, a. That was a really good scene with her and Angie. She was a mm. good parent in that, you know, there was no yeah, she, freaking she out. She is a good parent. Yeah. yeah. Bet is a good, like a good parent, I think. And I think that it's like whenever the argument last week with, with Gigi uh, over the Angie doing the swab test thing and Angie goes away for a second and then you see her kind of like, 
process, collect herself, and then she bends a little bit for Angie, whereas she wouldn't for anybody else. I think that she, I think that if she had worked on this stuff, like how I constantly say Bet needs to go to therapy, like she could be this way with everyone and be this like fully evolved person. And she'd probably still be with Tina if she'd gone and done the work that she can somehow do for Angie. But because she clearly like she clearly has issues with not being the non-biological parent like there's something there that runs deeper like whether she wants to admit it or not because she keeps telling everyone she's fine and she doesn't care and then she's obviously clearly got issues with her like her own parents that if she's just buried them like deep deep down they're gonna come up some way somehow and then there's just so many other things that I, like, I do think that with Angie, like, you see the potential that she has. And, I, I mean, I really like Bet, obviously. But I know Bet is a human being and has her flaws and things. And, and everybody does. And you can work on them. But I just really wish she'd go to therapy, like, so bad. <laughs> well, I actually yelled at her when she was at dinner with Pippa. And oh. she said... You are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I was like, you are full of shit, Bet. Oh gosh. I wrote down, ew, that made me so cringe. uncomfortable. So I hated everything about that scene. I you're know, on, you're yeah. at a business meeting. It's essentially a business yeah. meeting. They're trying to work together professionally. You know, if that was a man, trying, oh, people oh, gross. Oh. She's trying to get her as a client, and now you're sort of Bloody. flirting over dinner but in like a gross way oh yeah because the way she was, her, i was like yeah come on yeah because yeah the way she was flirting with him made it seem like she was not doing it genuinely but more so to sign her which made me feel icky yes which i'm like mm. that made me reminded me the bit from you know the og series where she would just do anything to get someone it's like no yeah. bet what are you doing like I can almost Another see her CAC like back too. Yeah, yeah, and I can, but I can almost see her like f- sleeping with her and wooing her and stuff just to sign her. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, if they're going that route, then they're like digging Bed's grave. <laughs> yeah, that dinner made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I they're obviously like something's gonna happen with with her and Pippa because yeah. Like it's just it's just obvious, but I don't know. We have to see the feelings involved or not. What are you doing? Yeah. And then Pippa says tells Bet that she doesn't trust her. She says you're one of them now. Mm-hmm. Like which hell yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you exactly. stay away from her. Yeah. That is But then in the next breath and says, Don't touch me like that when Bet grabs her wrist unless you're coming home with me so i was like is that an invitation i'm so confused <laughs> yeah yeah was it like a back off or was it like a hey hello <laughs> yeah or like i'll never do business with you but you can fuck me like what yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah that's the kind of thing that i got from her the vibe yeah and i'm su- i'm actually surprised she did like because last week so there was like a break where I didn't have episodes four and five. So, but when episode three ended, I did think, oh, Gigi and Bat are done. And then 
when we got the scene this week, I was like, oh, might be or not. But <laughs> I'm the surprised that. Oh, yeah. The, um, <laughs> I really like that scene. I couldn't put my Did you, did you need your smelling salts after that? <laughs> I did have to pause the episode and just have a, like, a collection moment. Um, uh, fan yourself the, on your couch. <laughs> the when when like we know how Bet is we know what she's like like when the episodes like I'm sure it is over in her mind and she's gonna do what she did with Jody, which is treat Gigi like shit because she's just like angry internal or whatever but she behaves this way and and especially she carries on the physicalities of a relationship longer than they should be like in the original series when she could have just saved especially jody a lot of (sighs) trouble if she was just like hey guess what like i'm in love with tina okay like we're sleeping together bye-bye and i think the similar thing may go on here like i i don't know when the pippa thing's gonna start but i'm sure there'll be some sort of crossover or treating Gigi like shit because it's bad. I still got the sense from Gigi when she was on the date with Danny that she was a bit like, oh, it's not going to work out with Ben anyway. Like, yeah, I feel like she already knows. I think she's yeah, in the yeah. physicality as well. Yeah. And that's why she's already like sort of in a way moving herself on to like Danny and being like, oh, I like Danny. So I'm going to spend more time with Danny. Yeah. I don't think Gigi's going to be like, you know, a doormat or, or, you know, all, oh bet you're so one like I think Gigi's gonna be like okay she's hot like we're gonna sleep together until something better comes along and it seems as though that's Danny I mean it's obvious that they're not enter entering into this relationship with oh I'm gonna get married to this person like relationships can serve different purposes and they both seem to be on board for what's happening anyway. Like, I don't think that they think that they're going to be together in 20 years, but maybe Gigi sees like more of a actual relationship with, with Danny. Yeah. Plus I I feel like they're much more suited to each other. Yeah. Hmm. How did this episode end again? I feel like it was another (gasps) moment. And then going to the liquor store. Was it? Yeah, and no, that was that wasn't the last shot though. Um, Sophie and Danny says, "I think we dodged a bullet. That the relationship got too hard, but it doesn't feel hard now." That ended a little bit weird for me because they were like, "We dodged a bullet," which made me think that they were like, "Okay, we're done." But then they kind of smiled at each other, like, "Oh, it's not hard now." Like, oh, yeah, and then she asked, "Yeah, then she asked to just stay." Yeah, like, did she mean stay as a friend or stay to have more sex? Right. Yeah. I was yeah. Little... That was confusing. Like, oh, now we don't have any feelings attached. We can just have sex. Yeah. Like, as long as we're not talking about our future, we're good together. I don't know. That. I mean, even then, they seem weird together. They they seem to get mm. over each other way way fast. <laughs> like, right. like, but even Danny who was stood up at the altar. Was like, yeah, cool. It's done. <laughs> yeah. What's well, been like two week, two whole weeks. <laughs> but also back with. Um... Bet and Pippa, even though they were calling each other beautiful and stuff, I didn't feel any like chemistry or. Oh no, me neither. No, me neither. Me neither. And so they kept. So I'm trying for people who actually remember the original episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, the original series. <laughs> so was Pippa name dropped in the original series? Or is she no, brand no, no. new to so the So she's no, a completely she's newly made up person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, because when they kept bringing up things about like the Whitney and the CAC and stuff, I'm like, wait a minute, do we hear about this before? Because yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do. That they're trying to associate it with things from the original show. Okay. Because the only the only person that that Bat mentions ever like undergrad stuff with is that woman. Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she's got like gray short hair. And, and she, remember Bet like jumped the fence to get Alan Barnes, Alan Barnes to get in <laughs> to see her work. The, there's so much useless Elwood crap in my brain. <laughs> I'm like, I don't that. have any memory of that at all. <laughs> Bet jumped I'm the fence. Bet, oh, yeah, <laughs> she was always like, her about Bet, so. Alan, Alan Barnes like was like hiding her work and bat like jumped over a wall and saw it and then like wrote her not her senior thesis but but some big paper about it and mm. anytime bet she was like, mentioned all i heard was blah 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 blah, blah, blah art. college <laughs> bet seems like an intense like badass though like where's this like rule breaking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got our flash dance sweatshirt flashback to the flash dance sweatshirt when she was in I did, I did quite enjoy um bet fangirling over her though like rarely do you see mm. bet get all gig- like giddily like a schoolgirl. yeah yeah it was better than i thought it was gonna be because honestly when the scene cut and the tesla's driving up i was like ugh you were bracing yourself already i was i'm like uh, i kind of a little tesla electric motor going past i kind of forgot we were gonna have that storyline i mean i i was you know i was i was into the whole rest of the episode and everyone else's storylines and then i was like oh god we got to talk about <laughs> art appreciation hour again but <laughs> sometimes it uh, like again that is my favorite character like i'm a bat apologist but sometimes i'm like this is a show predominantly about lesbians and, and queer people like can we move on from the art please please <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because it's not like if as well if literally like what i would love is if they were like oh this great artist blah 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 blah, and then they were all like laurel holloman's paintings or something like that you know yeah when they're made up artists like this pippa person i'm just like okay this serves no like you know move along yeah yeah so i get what it what pippa's gonna represent and all that stuff too and like i i think that it's good that they're going to incorporate like real world stuff and like racism and the sexual assault and all these things like that's good but sometimes especially with like all the isaac sakarian padding and things like that i'm like i don't need to know any more information about yeah like isaac sakarian made up art person yeah she could have easily opened her own gallery we didn't need this isaac person like, I feel like she's got enough money. To actually, I know. When Pippa, I mean, Pippa actually brought that up. Like, why yeah, are you working yeah. for him? Why don't you just do this on, on your own? And I'm like, oh, yeah, why doesn't she? I mean, it's in the 15 years or whatever since the original series. And if you have enough money to, like, run a campaign for mayor and 
why not? I'm like, because yeah. her and Kelly opened the the studio in the sixth season. So what happened? Like, I know obviously it's been like ten years or whatever, but so it must have bombed. <laughs> yeah, like something must have happened then to have her not because I know she's saying like, oh, he has the resources and stuff, but you can pretty if you have money, you can pretty much get anything, and we know Bet has a lot of money. So, like, yeah, it just... Okay, doesn't... so question. If if you were writing the L word and <laughs> Bet's lost the election for mayor and you mm. can give her any career that you want besides art, <laughs> what would you give her? Oh, gosh. Because I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, they didn't need to go back to art. She could have had any numerous number of. I mean, it makes cool it, it does make sense though. Like, but I mean, like, yeah, she's it makes not sense, like an average boring. person. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not like an average person though that like clocks into a nine to five and and right. doesn't. Oh, there's like different. You know, a lawyer who they bet like is really passionate about about her job. Like, not everybody has that sort of level of love for their work and why she would have gone back to it. I mean, even if tomorrow, I, and I'm not comparing in any way, but even if tomorrow I won won the lottery, like I have a real job, like I do this for fun because I really like it. And I think even if Bet had all the money in the world, she would still be like active in the art world because she has like the passion. What if she, she burned would... all her bridges and she had to be like a middle school art teacher or something? <laughs> yeah, oh, see, exactly. That, that, see, there, that. That, that would have been interesting. <laughs> like, how many hours there? before she, she like cusses out like one, a parent one. or a children or a child? <laughs> or see, that would have been awesome. They would have had her lose all her money from the campaign and then she had to like take whatever she. She could get it it would be you know high school rpg <laughs> or like I would, go work, I would watch be that. like alice's pa <laughs> and she could have had you know she could have found another high school Working at Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh can you imagine bet bartending <laughs> she'd last five minutes exactly <laughs> she'd be like these fucking olives <laughs> Yeah, bet bet in in real world jobs. That's my new favorite game to play. <laughs> See, there you go. I mean, there's so many good ones. Hashtag you're welcome. <laughs> bet as a janitor showing up in that ball gown that she was wearing. Oh my gosh! Being a server, having to like wait on people and bring them food. Oh, she yes. wouldn't last five minutes. She always throw the salad in particular their orders where they take off <laughs> replace this with this and this is gluten free and no that would but be like shut the fuck up you're happy this way <laughs> <laughs> and that honestly is why every single person should have to work for a year some sort of service industry or customer service facing job because it is so difficult and not to mention, these people are never paid what they're worth. So deal. I'm sure Bet does not make any customer service person's life easy. And I just think that everyone should have to work in the service industry for a year and see how difficult it is, but also just to see how you should actually treat people because always the people who have never worked in the service industry who treat people like absolute garbage so 
all the servers out there, customer service people, they're doing an amazing job and it is such a mentally and physically draining job and I have nothing but respect for people who do that for a living. The one like particular scene that we didn't talk about that I thought was was good and and is the highlight of the episode every week for me is the scene with the the three ogs like i just love that al spent and shane scenes they they're 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 pretty short now too and at the very start of the episode when they're shane and alice are at bets and bets literally in a ball gown (laughs) the banter between shane and alice of like oh i watched all those videos of like (laughs) Yeah, the soldiers, the 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 soldiers, army veterans, or whatever, like coming, oh, being yeah. reunited with their puppies. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and how she got all her crying out. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, they would get you to cry, cry out, cry your eyes out. Yeah, I just love that they know Bet well enough to like continuously, continuously call her on her shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe for one second she's just dressed up for a normal day at work. Hello. I, I just love thinking about like Bets, you know, saying something like that and then turning around and then Alice and Shane not saying a word to each other and just looking at each other and rolling their eyes. <laughs> so that was pretty much the episode. Uh, thoughts yeah. overall? A lot of a lot of action and a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of crying. Two two scenes of crying. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like this episode. I, I thought it was really good. And it it's just so odd to me that we're existing in this bubble where we see the show and then there's no, like we're not seeing everyone else's reaction. So yeah. like I wasn't I was a bit like worried in the beginning when I was making my review so in advance because I was like, oh my God, I really like this episode. But what if everyone's like, this is trash. What are you talking about? And you've already done it and put it out. Mm-hmm. And I, so that's why I'm finding it so strange to have all these to like feelings, thoughts, opinions, everything. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the time they are validated and other people like the same stuff. But then people take things like a totally different way and it, it's just so weird to to watch a show this way because we now exist in this social media time where every single minuscule shred of something is completely saturated by opinions and feedback and stuff like that so it is it is kind of crazy but i oh, i did really enjoy this that we don't we just react yeah. with our truest feelings yeah, and, and Matt, like Jess especially, thing. is not influenced. No, <laughs> Jess is the least influenced yeah. of the three of us. And I've been going on Reddit recently and reading people's mm. discussions after the shows, and sometimes yeah. they'll bring up questions and talk about things where I'm like, "Oh, we did not talk about that at all." I'm like, "Why don't we talk about these <laughs> questions?" And I'm like, "Oh wait, yeah. because we did it like a week before." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it. I mean yeah but yeah i think it's it's definitely very interesting and like big thank you to to showtime to letting us have the screeners and it's going to be weird to transition back because i don't think they do screeners for eight nine and ten so showtime please give us more 
<laughs> We're spoiled now. What, yeah, what time zone recording are we going to have to move to after uh, we oh, have to finally worked out a time zone that works for us? <laughs> so yeah, a great episode. Next week, I feel as though episode five is like the second. What's well, the one you've been talking episode. about for so long? And the one you said you can't wait for us to see. So I'm excited. Well, I, I, yeah, I really like this one. I think. I think next week. Pe- like people will talk about next week a lot but i think that well, I, i've enjoyed every episode this season so far so i'm always yeah. excited for the next yeah, one yeah. but so yeah, thank you too. all so much for listening and good morning good afternoon good evening and good night to every time zone and country that we are in and we are not in so thank you for listening and Bye from me. Bye from me. Goodbye. We'll see you all next time for episode five. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Drinks at Dana's. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, it's at Drinks at Dana's. And you can find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other good podcasting services. We'd really, really appreciate if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. So thank you in advance to anyone who does that. If you'd like to follow our hosts, Chris and Jess are The L Word Online. And their Instagram, website, and Twitter are all listed in the show notes. And if you'd like to follow me, my instagram and all my social media is listed in the show notes along with my l word youtube channel which is ash silver so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back here next week for another episode and make sure that you check out the l word generation q season two episode five only on showtime we'll see you next week guys take care bye